Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, people, this is DJ. And this is Ish. And, and this, this is season four of Better Let Me Tell You. So wait, the cover of the 90s version <laughs> of Ace of Base. Cover of Bananarama. A Bananarama. Cruel yes. Summer. That's yes. kind of like... I remember you had to explain it to me. What was it? Hairspray, the movie with Zac Efron, was based on... The Hairspray, the musical on Broadway, which was based on the John Waters movie. Coño. <laughs> yes. Wow. It, it kind of it, yeah, it took a long journey there. But the the one with Zac Efron was not a remake of the original John Waters movie. No, it was a new movie based on the Broadway <laughs> show. But the Broadway yeah. show was based on the original. Yeah, remake. but Cruel Summer was really good. So, oh well. Well, uh, well, I'm back. I think everybody hears a familiar voice. Yes, I'm back. What episode are we in? We are in episode one sixty two. It's been a few weeks. Yes. Hi everyone. Welcome to Pedro One sixty. We're in the one sixties. We are in the one sixties, my friend. I left you in the one fifties. Yes, you did. Yes. Oh. Well, everyone, time, time marches on. Welcome to episode what? What one sixty two? I literally just said 162. it. One sixty two. One sixty two. Welcome so, back. Um. So yeah, I was gone for a little bit. Um. So, welcome to our latest episode. Um, should I say why? I if you want. Out? If you want. It's up to you. So, <clears throat> I was um, out. Well, everybody, thank you again for joining us. Happy <laughs> Friday. Pedro <laughs> yes. um, Friday. Although, this Friday is not that great with what happened yesterday here in South Florida. But we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. I feel like it's going to be a heavy episode. Yeah. Um, but, um, I've been out in the last couple of weeks because... Um, Earlier this month, my grandmother passed away. And, um, you know, I was very, very, very close to my grandmother. Um, very, very close. And, um, you know, she passed away. She lived a very long life. Um, she, she was 94. 94 and a half. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she she had a lot of people that loved, loved her. Still do. And um, I was with her. Until the very end. 
And um, it kind of came unexpectedly mm-hmm. in a way because she, you know, she had slowed down a lot, obviously. Right, right. Um, but, you know, what, you know. When she passed away that day, nobody saw it coming that day. Right. Um, it's not like she had been sick for years. Right, no, like no. Right, right, right. Um, so, you know, she died of, you could say, natural causes. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if there's a right way to go. Um, but, um, you know, when somebody that's older passes away, people always tell you, like, oh, you know, life well lived and... Right, um, right. and um, you know, life well lived, I mean, and um, they had, you know, they had such a great long life and that's all true. And thankfully my grandmother, you know, she didn't have to deal with a lot of the stuff that a lot of people that re- make it to that age have to like Alzheimer's and dementia right. and all these, you know, medical issues. She, she yeah. predominantly was healthy. You know, the last few months had been a little bit on the rougher side, but still good compared to other people Correct. her age. Correct. Um but you know, it it doesn't make the loss any of course less. Not, of course. Um, you know, because I'm my entire life has been yeah. with her, so I don't know anything but my life right. with her. Right. And um, you know who I? I mean, I've thought about a lot of things in the last couple of weeks, but um, I've thought a lot about Jenny Lorenzo because Jenny Lorenzo's abuela character, like I. I mean, not that I didn't appreciate her abuela character before, <laughs> but like now looking, you know, going through the experience mm-hmm. of losing, you right, know, right. my grandmother, like I think it's such a like kind of beautiful way that she's kept her grandmother yeah, of and honoring. her grandparents' mm-hmm. sort of memory alive. Right. And like a kind of moving, evolving. It's a moving tribute. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, again, not that I didn't appreciate her before, but <laughs> it makes you see it from a different perspective. Oh, right. You know, right, right. Um, that, uh, you know, th- this, the way our, our grandparents are, you know, when you grow up, you're like, I, abuela, abuelo. But then, you know, you reach a certain point in your life that you really understand mm-hmm. the magnitude of it and the culture behind it and, you know, how it's like such an important fabric of who you are. Right. So, um, you know, that's why I was out in the last couple of weeks. And um, I actually was going to be on the show last week, but I really wasn't feeling it. And, you know, it's hard to record the show and be like kind of, you know, dead inside. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. That way no. But, um, but yeah, um, I can't say I'm um, in a better place because I, th- I think when people pass away, it, it's going to be it's actually three weeks today. Yeah, because um, yeah. she passed away on a Friday, and um, I, I think when people pass away, the first co- couple of days or like the first week, it's kind of like surreal because you know, yeah, it, it, you're still dealing with the with, with the whole event, right? Between it, it, not that this is a joking matter, but like <laughs> after she passed away, um, she passed away on a Friday. Her services were uh, Tuesday and Wednesday, and. Um, it's funny because we were saying this feels like the time between Christmas and New Year's, like where time doesn't really mean anything. Like, what day is it? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, you know. Um, but the first couple of weeks or the first few days, you're kind of it's kind of surreal. But I think it's like on the second week that it really starts to hit you right, because, right. especially when you're really close to someone, it's like, oh, like this person's not here. like I can't tell you how many times. 
just the other day on Father's Day that I was at my parents' house right. and I wanted to barge in her room and be like, Angela! Right, and, right. you know, lie in bed with her and watch TV like we always yeah. did since I was a little kid. And and that it's instinctual at this point. So it's kind of like... Or like when I call my mom, you know, when I I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I call my mom every single morning, um, I, my would first ask. question would always be like, how is Mima? ¿Cómo right. está Mima? ¿Cómo, pasó la, ¿Cómo se pasó la noche? Eh, ¿Cómo, sí, cómo amaneció? Cómo, cómo cómo, amaneció? Right, 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 my right. first question. So now it's kind of like, yeah, so, but yeah. you know, it's a process. We all know it's a process, but you know, um, it, it's hard, but um, I have to keep reminding myself that, um, you know, she had a, a very... Good long life, and um, and you know, I always grew up with these stories that like when I was born, you know, they didn't let her go into like the room where my mom was giving birth, so she was like knocking down on the door because she wanted to be with my mom because she wanted to be with you know, it, 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 like, with like in the birth. So you know, I saw it from the point of view that you know she was there when I came into this world, and I was. They're holding her hand when she left it. And, um, you know, it's, it was very hard. It's very, very hard to go through that. But I think it gives you a certain amount of peace and closure. And that's all I'm going to talk about the subject <laughs> because I don't want to turn this into a whole, you know, right. fiasco. But anyway, well, uh, okay, now that we got that out, of the, way, that out of the way, um, yeah. well, we can't talk about this week without talking about what happened yesterday. Yeah. Um, with the collapse, in I like South that we're, we're not even trying to be uplifting at this point. Are we? Yeah, no, it's like. <laughs> well, happy Friday, everyone! Happy, Friday. happy. How is that commute to work? You know, but, uh, I, I don't. We're not going to talk about like a social. Is anybody going to happy hour? Right, it's like, like, you know, no, gloom no. and doom. Um, just awful. That's horrible. Yeah, for for those who who may not know what we're talking about. Um, yesterday, actually, yeah, it was because it was from yesterday, it was Thursday. into Thursday because it was in the wee morning hours. It was like at one thirty, two yeah. o'clock in the morning. Um, a portion of a large building. I don't know how many stories. Um, Twelve stories, and it was over like seventy percent of the building. Yeah, just crumbled in Surfside, which is an area of Miami Beach. Yes, and it's just. I mean, have you seen the surveillance footage I from the building seen, next door? I it have. looks like a planned demolition almost. It's, do you it's know, crazy. Do you know what I thought was really awful in that um, surveillance video is that you see the apartment had the lights on. Yeah. You see the lights kind of fall and then, you know, yeah. dim. I mean, I think at, at last count, what is it? They were at 99 mm-hmm. that, uh, people. That's going to go much higher. Well, the 99 that were unaccounted for. Right, but that's going to yeah, go higher. Yeah. Because the thing is that um, there's a lot of snowbirds there. And then they didn't keep a log of who was there. They kept a log of the guests. You know, I was oh, thinking about okay. it today. You know, for many years I lived in a high-rise in downtown. and It know, was more than 12 stories. It was 48 floors. <laughs> I lived on the 48th floor. Amazing, not going to lie. The view is fantastic. Uh, amazing. Oh, the pool. There, there's no better way to experience Ultra than from the balcony of that 48th yep, floor. Yep, <laughs> and New Year's and all that. Um, and it's funny because while living there, I always like thought in my mind, oh my God, what about it? There's a fire. Okay, this is my plan. I'm going to go... Yeah, down you're, 48 you, yes. lights. You are Mr. Find All the Exits whenever yes. we walk yes. into a store. Yes, like, I, yeah. I am. I know. I, I just don't <laughs> externalize it. But anywhere I go, anywhere, it's just yeah. it's just second nature. I always look at to see where the exits are. Because I always find an exit that is not the entrance. 
Right. Because every to time av- there's an emergency, everybody goes to the entrance. Right. Or where they came in through. Right. It's, right. it's nature. Yeah. Um, like, I always have, like, in my mind, okay, if there's a power outage, this is what we do. If there's a fire, this is, you know, where I go. If there's a flood, you know, downstairs, how do we right. get out of the... Like, all these things. Never in a million years did I ever think when what I lived in a What if the rise, building collapses? What about if the building collapses? Well, because I don't really think there's much you can prepare for. If you're on the 48th floor, uh, there's not much no, you can do. No, but I mean, do. in this case, I mean, there there's people missing from the second floor. No, right, right, right. No, no. Oh, um, no, I'm sorry. I meant, I meant at your building. Yeah, um... I mean, do they, this, do they know what? No, I mean, obviously, it's still no, fresh. They haven't been able to no. do anything. But do they have like any? No. I've heard so many different stories. I've heard a pipe burst. I've heard. Um, the, the thing is that, that I've, building, I've heard that they were the building had not passed inspection. Then no sé cosa that they were redoing the roof and there was too much weight on. The t- I've heard that's something. I've heard like a hundred different stories. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean. Aside from podcasts, hosts, and uh, chicken wing uh, connoisseurs, uh, entrepreneurs, I mean. We're we're not engineers. We're not civil engineers. No. Uh, But um, that's going to come down to structural. I mean, structural something. Somebody, throughout the years, something was eroding and something was cracking that they didn't know about. Something. Uh, Because something doesn't collapse in the magnitude that well, that did the way that that collapsed it's actually called pancaking yes it's i mean which that, that makes says it, all. it even harder that to says find everything people yeah um that's not oh an oops right no 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 right yeah um that is uh clearly a major catastrophic yeah um no and and kudos to the first responders. Of course, the you know, first they, responders. Um, and um, I've, I've seen video posted on. We're going to be posting here in our socials um, in the next couple of days. Uh, any charity or well, any... yeah, we actually already did that um, today. Yeah, t- today. Yeah, well, yesterday. Yesterday, actually. Yeah. Um, it's. The, I was. Just, I was actually going to read. It. I just found it. It's um, neighbors for neighbors, which is actually, I believe, it's through our local CBS affiliate, uh, WFOR. That's their organization. Yes. Uh, Neighborsfornneighbors.org uh, slash Surfside Fund. So, you know, the whole goal of that is that they're going to assist victims in the long term with any costs and things not covered. You know, that's now that I just read that, it reminded me of you're watching the news and you're seeing there was this one guy who he's Haitian. His family was in Haiti during the earthquake and all that. He was not. But he went out and basically just bought like a whole bunch of pizza to take mm-hmm. to the the center where, yeah. where to the first responders to the people who had been evacuated because all that area all those people who live in that building they can't go back they can't go home they can't go home and he was like you know what I know that when it happened my family was helped by others and you know what there's not much I can do but I can go out and buy them food right you know right. I can come and give them a meal you know and. Um... That's the thing about tragedies is that tragedies have a really twisted way of right. building a sense of community and of getting people together and it's everybody sad in a way. putting away their you know petty Different shit, shit. Yeah. Uh, to one side and and working together. So you know um, it's just a, a terrible tragedy. I mean, there's not really much more we could say. Just a terrible, terrible tragedy and. You know, our hearts go out to all the people who perished and their families. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than not knowing. Uh, yeah. Not knowing. And, yeah. um, and you know, our hearts go out to, yeah, the, the victims and the families and to, you know, the first responders and, thank, and to thank, everybody who's, thank all of who's you, man. working. Because, I mean, this is this is one of these. It, it, it's, it's not that it's similar to 9-11, but 
like I remember when the World Trade Center fell, it's like, where do you even do you start? start? Like, where do you start? No, they've had to go in through the garage yeah. in this case. It's like, wh- like, where do you start? Like, do you start picking up debris? Like, right. I can't even imagine, nor do I want to, the complexity behind that plan. Not to mention you're dealing, you're in a structure that is not sound. Right, because the rest of the structure may fall too. Like, On, While you're trying to yeah. do your job. So. Like, you, it takes a special person. Anyway... So again, our hearts with the victim and the family, and and you know, and the first responders and everybody. So you know, hopefully, hopefully they could find some more survivors there. Yeah. Um. So I guess now in like our regular topics, <laughs> since we had, <laughs> can we transition? Were, a these little were bit? a few PSAs. So I want to talk about Britney Spears. I feel we have to. But before we talk about Britney Spears, okay. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you to Stephanie and David for being gracious enough yes. to fill in for me like last minute. And, um, you know, they, they're they they're great friends of ours, but, yeah. you know. I now know what it's like to be a producer on live with like Regis and Kathy Lee. <laughs> We're like, you know, all of us, all of a sudden, you know, when I'm sick and calls like, yes. like you know, right yes. before which, and it's live. Way, which, by <laughs> the way, especially in the show with, with Stephanie, I, I hadn't had a chance to tell either of you. But both of you did a fantastic job on keeping to like points to script <laughs> because I know that sometimes, especially when it's just you and Stephanie, yes, yes, that train can go off the rails. That can go off the rails worse than an Amtrak. And we don't know where we're gonna <laughs> yeah, land. Yeah. Um. But you guys were like, boom, boom. I had boom, a list. Boom, boom. I, I had a list. We've had a list before, That's and true. it hasn't worked. That's true. That's <laughs> I'll true. never forget the time that it was. I don't think it. I think it was the second time we recorded with like all of them. Yeah, yeah. That I'm like, can we talk about collusion? Like, I want to talk. <laughs> this is back. With the Mueller report, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, can we talk? Can we, like every five minutes, I'm like, can we talk about the damn Collu- Mueller report? Collusion was like Matt Damon on yes. Jimmy Kimmel. Yes, <laughs> um, but you guys did a fantastic job. So again, thank you, Stephanie and David, for filling in. Um, you know your friends, not in the good times, but in the bad times. So again, That's thank true. you. Um, so I want to talk. You know, since I've been out, but I was listening. I want to talk about the whole the in the heights debacle. Okay, week so, number three. So to our <laughs> listeners, I'm so sorry. You're going to get this conversation for the third week. But, you know, this is an ongoing conversation. It this is, is not a Nothing, you know, one and done. This is not an issue that just is going to go away. Go away. Um, so here, here's the thing. And I saw the movie. You and I actually saw it on, yeah, on the, yeah, same, on the day. same day. You saw it on the movie theater. I saw it on HBO Max. Yeah. I actually technically saw it before you did. Whatever. Which is which is quite incredible. Well, it's a musical. <laughs> That's true. And I don't do musicals. <laughs> That's true. You right? don't. So uh, it's funny because Tristan was watching a piece of it. And he's like, "Why are they singing so much? And why don't the songs end?" And I'm like, "Exactly why I've never warmed up to musicals." Uh, whatever. <laughs> I wish life was a musical. <laughs> anyway, so look, Lin Manuel Miranda. I give him all the credit in the world because, as I think you said, he's the one out there telling our stories. Yeah. So, you know, him and like Gloria Calderon, uh, Calderon Kelly, you know, the weight of the entire Latino, Latino experience in all shapes and colors and broad spectrum. It's on these two people. It's on these two people's shoulders, specifically in this case, Lin Manuel Miranda. Right. So there's things that you're going to overlook. There's things that you're going to get wrong. Not that those things should not be addressed, but I, I think to vilify him right. in this specific situation 
it's it is wrong. It's wrong. It's counterproductive. Two things can be true, right? You can say kudos to Manuel Miranda for doing this movie, for it being a great movie, because right. the movie is critically acclaimed. It was so. It was. Oh my god! I've seen like it has like a ninety some percentage on Rotten Tomatoes. Or, I've already seen it three times. It's right. Good. It's wonderful. It's critically acclaimed. So. You know, aside from that, it's a good movie. Right, right. it's well done. It's a good it's, movie. Right. You know, somebody like me who's not into musicals can kind of follow along. Right, right. You know, because there is dialogue and it's very like colorful and like fast. You know, like moving and whatever. Um, so, which by the way, I saw that I think a couple of days after my grandmother. Yeah, passed. I was okay. I didn't know you were watching it that day, and I was literally, I was like, I need to tell Darian to not watch this yes. movie. As soon as I get out of this theater, yes. Well, too late. <laughs> yes, and that I when she when she and it's funny because when she was singing that again, I had I had never seen in the Heights. Right. I didn't know what it was about. Right. So I didn't know what happened. Right, 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 right. Then I'm like, do I go? have some wedding. And I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I'm not like emotionally stable for this right no, now. No, no, no. Which, by the way, I think that her song but is like CFA, the showstopper. Yeah. But Cienciafe is, is a beautiful song. Yeah, I mean, and it's her, her, incredible. her performance, just everything. Yeah. But anyway, so which this is what you actually said that Wilson Cruz tweeted about that if there was more projects one of the good things to come out of this Wilson Cruz now follows us <laughs> um, and we've loved Wilson Cruz for since my so a long time. Yeah. So it's been a bit. Um, you know, it, and it's true. If there would be a, a, a higher variety of Latin um, movies projects. and projects of all types, then there will be more of a space for different of different you know different people within the Latin umbrella, different representation to, to say right, and it'll be more inclusive because right. everybody will have a share, you know, their fair share of the table, right. you know, on, on the table um, in terms of the, you know the stories being told. Right. Because it's true, you know, an Argentinian, a white Argentinian, is technically Latino. Their experience is very different than somebody who's Afro Latino and Dominican right. or Cuban right. or whatever. It's a completely different story. And you can't expect them to acknowledge someone else's experience that they just don't understand. Right. So when you have a project by una pila argentino, chilenos that are all European blue descent, eye. Yeah, yeah. you can't be like, well, this is representative of, you know, indigenous people from Central right. America or <laughs> right, from, right, you know, right. indigenous backgrounds or, you know, Afro, Latin. I mean, it's not. Because right. again, we are not a monolith, right? So I think two things can be true at once. The movie was great. It was advancement in terms of that it was predominantly a Latin um, a no, cast. I mean, with the exception of Benny in terms of the main cast. Benny right. was the only non-Latino. That it was, it was done by Lin-Manuel Miranda. So you, all the accolades to the movie can be true. Right. But at the same time... We still have work to do. Be critical at the fact that, yes, there was a lack of representation of Afro-Latino in the movie. Because... Here's the thing. If he were to... If the movie would have been something... Had a in Kendall? Name, if it was it in Kendall? Have, even if it would have been in New York. <laughs> right. A random... Chelsea. You know, whatever, New York. Yeah. Or like any Latin... Okay, I, 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 Latin I'm, I'm thinking... I, what's Jack Jackson Heights. Or, or, or if like we made it up. You yeah. Know? yeah. Oh, oh, right. A new place. Right. Whatever. right. It would have been fine. But... This He's is a movie it. about Washington Heights. Right. And Washington Heights is predominantly Dominican. Yes. And Dominicans, yes, there's a lot of white Dominicans. One of my best friends is, is a white Dominican. A white Dominican. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right? But you know what? Within his family, there's all colors of people. Right. It's just that I think that he came out on the lighter shade. But right. he has aunts and uncles that are more Afro-Latino. Right. 
So I think that the criticism is valid that if you are making a movie about a certain area. this specific enclave, mm -hmm. yes, you looking back on it, yes, you should have casted people that are more representative in their skin tone to the people that actually live there. And I think also, which is, this is really what I wanted to talk about, okay. which is the issue of colorism within the Hispanic community, mm -hmm. you know, the Latin community. I don't know why there's people, I don't know if maybe this is like, when I mean Americans, I mean both African Americans and, you know, white Americans, okay, you know, black, okay. Amer black and white Americans, that for some reason... I don't know if they were under the impression that there was no racism within the Latin community. South of like, the border. <laughs> right? Because when I hear them talk about this now, oh my gosh, because do you know that there's racism in the Latin community? I'm like, no shit. Like, whoever thought that there wasn't. Yeah. Like, what, what utopia did you think happens like, in the Southern Hemisphere? Thought there wasn't. And colorism within the Latin community is definitely a huge issue. And I'll present this to you. Okay. Okay. What did we grow up in? Grow up watching with our parents and our abuelas, novelas. Right. We have seen a lot of novelas, a lot. Yeah. Can you name me a single telenovela okay. where the leads were Afro Latina or Latino? Nope. The only ones that immediately sprang to mind was uh, Corazon. Right. Okay. Actually, I was going Corazon there. Corazon and going El there. Padre. Wait, 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 wait. I was going there. I was going there. Oh, okay, right, okay, right. okay. I'm going to get there in a minute. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Leads, one, lead, one, lead, one, one. I'll take you one more. I can't tell you a black, quote unquote, black Latina actress from that from that época. Right. So we're talking here about telenovelas, which is one of the most. It's the main export of, of, of Latin America. Yeah. Something that when you Specifically think telenovela. Mexico. Mexico and Venezuela. Yeah. And um, when you think Venezuela. I'm, so, I'm sorry, Latin America, you think telenovela. telenovela absolutely, That's yeah, like the yeah. shtick, right? And, and coño, not everybody's, everybody's white. Yeah, everybody, everybody's like, yeah, fair right? skin. The, the only, they, there's not even any indigenous looking people. No, no, very few. And then, and then the ones that are indigenous looking or from an indigenous background, they play indigenous characters. Right, right. Right? And then, you know, we love Thalia. We love Thalia. <laughs> Listen, I've been groped by Thalia. Okay, yeah, we but, love you know, Thalia. Thalia with her fair skin and her flowing. As much you know, as she loves Mexico, and there's you know, nobody who rides harder for Mexico you know, than Thalia. And her flowing straight blonde hair, right. or blondish hair, is not you know, the epitome of. I mean, she look. She's represented because there are there are Latins, a lot of Latins that right. look like her. But 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 she is the queen of telenovelas, and that's what I'm trying to say. Right. That she is. Fair skin, you know, light hair, you know, right. fair complexity, you know, uh, European-centric and European features, right, right. right? And now that you said Corazón, let's think of the... Uh, um, Talia's three biggest soap operas, Maria Mercedes, Marimar, sí, and Maria del Barrio. I think it was a Marimar that she had Corazón. Yes, yes. Corazón, who was uh, black. She was actually Cuban, <laughs> Afro-Latina. Corazón. Yeah. Corazón practically played a mammy. On oh, Thalia's she did. soap opera from the 1990s. That show was like, what, 95? <laughs> 95, and she 96. was, yeah, she, she was practically a man. with Tom. Right. You know, and pull right. up the Right, the, and, the and all the characters that were, like, Afro-Latino, they were, like, dumbed down. They were simpletons. I mean, and you're talking about, like, the 90s. The, 90s. the 1990s. Yeah. And these were soap operas that were hits around the world. Right. Because I think Marimad was translated into, like... Marimad is still played. 
Mariban was translated into more languages than I even knew existed. Like, <laughs> it's like the Bible and Mariban. Yes. That's a, yeah. And and that's a problem. Yeah. Like that is a problem. So when you hear people that are Afro-Latino saying, hey, you know, this movie didn't represent us. I don't think it's so much. I think the movie was like the collateral damage, if you will, of because the it was high problem, profile. Yeah. Right? It's like, hey, we exist and nothing nothing represents us because it's true like it, what like like i was actually thinking about this i'm i'm like yeah. nothing like nothing 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 and if they are i mean it's very racist because again going back to soap operas even the people that look indigenous like more like of an indigenous yeah. background in soap operas they play like indigenous people los right los sibientes that you know wear like you know like very stereotypical right, like right. negative stereotypes um of what an indigenous servant is supposed to look like well i mean the, the character la india maria yeah here she's the she's the the, the star of her own series and, and, her I, own and movies, i realize that and... these, these are cultural kind of like touchstones if you will and and you know for a very long time people didn't really think about it but when you really stop and analyze the right. issue with colorism right. in the latin it community, is there my it, it is it is very alarming and it, it's it's very it, it, again it's one of these things that when people are telling you it's a problem listen. you need to listen and you know one of one of the people who's been very vocal about this who was one of my favorite people in the world gina torres You know, Gina Torres is always talking about how in all the roles that she plays, she's has to present like African-American. Right. Because they don't know what to do with her. They don't otherwise. know what to do with her. What do I mean? You're Latina. Right. And, right. and it's funny because in Suits, which, oh, by the way, is my favorite show. Uh, well, <laughs> two weeks without mentioning it. So we're back. Um, in Suits. Next segment, The View. In, in Suits, in the spinoff she got Pearson, she kind of started introducing uh, a little bit more of her background. Because you didn't really get her background in, in suits, suits? No, not really. Um, and then in the show she's in now, Reno... No, eh, no eh, not Reno 911. Eh, <laughs> and Lone Star 911. That she plays a character of uh, Tommy Vega. She, what I like is that she's she's Afro Latina, but th th there's not like an episode where it's like, oh, by the way, I'm Afro Latina. Like she'll call her kids and be like, chiquita, ven acá. You know, like how one really. Speaks. Okay, so it's like when we were, when we had the the chat with Ana Villafañe, where she's yeah. like, I'm not just gonna go in there and be like, you know, oh, can I have a cafe? Right. You know, it's it, right. So so it's definitely an issue that, um. I mean, obviously, he's been going on for centuries. But, you know, in terms of representation, too often we say, oh, the representation matters, representation matters. But then when the moment comes, we leave people out of it. And if you leave people out of it, whether intentionally or unintentionally, then... The representation it. is not what... I, I, it's What you tried to... The, what you fair. tried to go out and do... Was not achieved. That's fair, but I think you know, like we, like I said last week, and you've you reiterated, you know, unfortunately, you you can't be all things to all people all the time. You know what I mean? And 
and should absolutely i think there should be but you know sometimes and in, and in the case of in the heights i don't think and i mean i don't know him unfortunately i wish i did i don't think Lin Manuel miranda like you know stayed up all night one day and was just right. like and, and, like i'm going to purposely exclude afro latinos right, right? And, and, and so it's 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 just it's disheartening let me ask you something because this i didn't know because i'd have been wanting to ask somebody who knew about this when the show was on broadway what color were the actors? Well, he was the lead. Oh. Lynn Manoy was the lead. But at one point, his replacement was... So, uh, the character of Usnavi was played by Corbin Blue. Really? Yeah. Is Corbin Blue Latin? No. No, but he's oh. but, I mean, he, but he's black. Um, yeah. And... Corbin Blue could look Dominican. Yeah. 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 Corbin Blue could look Dominican. That's why I asked. I'm like, oh, you know. Yeah. We... But it's but it's one of those things where um he he my understanding is he probably did something similar as in with Hamilton, where right. it's just like I'm just going to I mean look colorblind cast as you will. Ca- casting a movie, I mean not that there's a million a, factors a, a, to begin right. with. Now that we've been through a casting process, right? There's a million factors, there's studios, there's money. There's it's who showed up. Complex. <laughs> but what I'm saying is that when people bring this up or brought this up for the movie. You can't be dismissive about it. No, but it but it is disheartening that you know it's like I told you I'm like this is why we can't have nice things because it's you know you, you it's like can, can we get, I I I get it I agree I understand but can we please celebrate for a moment? You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah, no, I understand what we, you're because saying because we it. get these opportunities so few and far between. I that understand it's, what you're it's, saying. It saddens it. me. I understand what you're saying. It, but I'm going to say a word that tri- may trigger you, but you also come from a place of privilege. Ugh, that word, but I guess. But it's true. But yes. But it's true. You're Latin, but you're white. So when these store when they get told They're usually through my lens. Right. And people that look like you, right? Like one day at a time. Like one day at a time. Exactly. The remake of one day at a time. And and mira, look, even one day at a time. I remember when One Day at a Time came out and Gloria Calderon Keller, who we've had on the show, who is Cuban and is a, the producer and writer of the show. Yeah. So it was coming from a Cuban voice. There were a lot of people pissed off that they didn't hire Cuban actors. Right, right, right. right. Never right. mind that we got an EGOT. So we're not even talking <laughs> now about color. We're talking now about like, Culture. Co- like nationality, you know. Right, right. It's like, well, what do you mean to hire Cuban per-? You know, so I understand that, you know, there, there, there's always people that are going to be very sensitive about certain things. Mm-hmm. But but the whole thing with colorism is such a real and, and, and such a real and substantial problem that has always existed. That again, when you have a movie like In the Heights that's so high profile that right. it's carrying, it shouldn't, but carrying this huge the load, weight of all the Latino community. You know, people are gonna be like, shit, but that doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like. So, pero bueno. Yeah, that's it. The third week about In the Heights. That's it. That's it. That's so it. This is the hat trick? Yes. Okay. Unless something else happens. Unless God that... forbid something else happens next week and we, yeah. we trot it out again. So are we now talking about Britney? <laughs> well, I mean. What it is right now? Yeah. you know, I mean, I'm up against a speaker trying to take on the music. It's like a competition. Me against a beat. I want to get in the zone. I want to get in the zone. So let's anyway, get in the zone. <laughs> so. To our listeners out there um, who don't know what happened with Britney Spears this week. So, uh, as many of you know, Britney Spears has been in a conservatorship for 13 years. I think that's longer than Susan Lucci went without an Emmy. (laughs) 
I think it's funny that's what you thought about. <laughs> um, so many other things you could have thought about. Um, she's been in a conservatorship for 13 years. And what that means is that her father and uh, a financial team are in charge of her life. Her life. And when I mean her life, I mean As we her finances, <laughs> finances, all, well, actually, all her finances to where she goes and who she sees and what she does yep. and if she can have a family or not. And yeah, that, um, that, for years, Brittany has been saying that um, she wants to get out of this, but we had never actually heard her speak on the right. subject. And, um, you know, she had never given an interview about this. Well, I don't think she's allowed. Right, she's not I mean, allowed. <laughs> she, she's not. Her Instagram, you could tell, is not completely controlled by her. Um, but I feel like she has input in her Instagram. She has input, but cause... I'm sure. But right, but do you think that if her her Instagram, if she were to say what she said this week, they would oh, right, 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 no. right, 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 right. Um, she has to stay in her lane. Right, right, right. Um, so we had never really heard from her perspective. We kind of had figured out what it was. Right. And now those free Britney people that everybody thought were crazy all Not of a sudden so don't seem so crazy anymore. So this week there was a court hearing regarding her conservatorship and the judge let her speak in a court. Well, it was through Zoom. But That's how we speak. do everything now. And she spoke for more than 20 minutes. Yeah, it, was, I, it was 23 I, minutes. And she said her whole truth. And I have to tell you that I I read the transcript um, Wednesday night. And mm -hmm. I, it so troubled me. It, it really, really troubled me. And then on Thursday, I actually listened to the whole 20-some minute like 23, yeah. um, you know, um, mm -hmm. argument that she made. And I just... My heart breaks for her. It really does. Yeah. And, and, you know, I... A lot of times we get really hung up about celebrities and we're like shit we don't know these people like why are we so, right, we so invested, interested, invested yeah. in these people and it's like they don't pay they don't pay my my shit <laughs> like but just to see somebody who has had her ups and downs like we all do and um somebody who has been so successful and yet really has nothing at this point so nothing she can call her own yeah so it's it was it was very uh if you've only read the transcript, I, I kind of implore you to listen to the recording because it's 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 Britney. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where it's like she starts off and obviously it's a prepared statement because in a situation like that, I think everybody would have a prepared statement, quite frankly. But it there's there's almost a certain I've, I've always said this. I've loved Britney forever, as you all may know by now. And I've always said that part of it is like I feel a little like protective of her. Like even back then it was like, you know, she seemed like the younger sister type situation. You know what I mean? And listening to her, especially when she began speaking, that they had to tell her like twice to to please slow down because the court stenographer could not, mm -hmm. um, you know, get her stuff. And she just sounded so... This is the first time she was able to talk like, about she's it. Like, she's like, let me get it out. Let me get it out before they tell me to stop. Before they tell me, you know, I have to... The call's ended or whatever. And there was there was a certain... For lack of a better word, I guess, innocence in the way she was presenting herself. Because you could tell she was excited. She was nervous. She was... You know, she's like, I want to be honest, but how... You know, what, what's going to happen? Like, you could tell there was just so much going through her head at that moment. I think what they're doing to her is like a form of modern day slavery. And, you know, the fact that she... I love that she says she's like, I'm not going to work. I'm, you know, you know what's so on. interesting that now there's certain things that she said that kind of you look at it, look at it in retrospect right. and you're like, 
Because I remember, I think you and I discussed this when she finished her Vegas residency. Then, then she immediately went on tour. Yeah, I, well, we, I went to that tour. Yeah, that and we now like, I feel, and now I feel bad for going on that tour. <laughs> Let me, I legitimately, as I heard that what she was explaining that they forced her to go on the tour, they I was like, forced her to like, go on tour. Oh, that was my birthday present. I feel so bad. That they forced her to go on tour. There was a time that she had to perform, and she had a fever of like 104. Four, and she yeah. had to perform. They, you know, regarding her personal life, they have to um, they put an IUD on her so she wouldn't. Get pr- she can't get pregnant yeah. so like they're making decisions for her and and uh, you know what to do with her body you know you want to talk about a woman's choice yeah. and and i have to tell you that when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at blue nile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. I, I, I'm not an expert in conservatorship. Like, that's not an area of law okay. I really know about. Conservatorships but, and civil engineer, not yes, things we know about. Okay. But she sounds, she rambled on a bit, but I realized that she was right reading. Right. She had written all this down. Yeah. She was very nervous. Yeah, you could she tell. She had never spoken about this. So she was trying to... Pack in the most yeah, that's what I'm saying. Could. She's like, before they pull the cord on but this. But she sounded very coherent. Yeah. No, she she wasn't, like, talking nonsense. No. She sounded very coherent. And then also, you know, before I went into <laughs> law, I actually was a psych major. And I, that's right. I, I worked at a few facilities. And I dealt with people with, like, schizophrenia and stuff que like that. Mal. Que estaba mal. And even people like that don't enter conservatorships. Well, but they're also not worth millions of dollars. <laughs> right, but, right, but from a legal standpoint, you shouldn't be seeing the money. No, no, no. Right, but I'm saying, it, but maybe it, they don't have somebody to step the, in the because there's is no. That they can't handle their business, their their financial affairs. Whether you're worth, no, no, you know, know ten thousand dollars or ten million dollars. Right. Um, but even people with like schizophrenia, with like the worst episodes of mania, don't aren't put in conservatorships right for that long. For that long, and and she has been, which a lot of people. Uh, just people that know about this, like mm-hmm. attorneys that right, know right. about this, don't know how they're doing this. And I have to tell you that I, I, my mind, I, I'm telling you, I may be a guy, but I'm like the world's biggest like feminist. I think our listeners know that by now. There, I, I always think like, what about if it was a guy? And to me, would this be done to Justin to me, Bieber? The fact that. Not only that she's a woman, but that, you know, she's always had that sort of like blonde kind of, I don't want to say bimbo, but kind of like girly image about Happy go her. Lucky. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, that kind of like. like the, I that quote unquote California blonde. Right. Although she's from Louisiana. Louisiana but still. Um, you know, kind of like don't take seriously type right, right. girl. Right. Right. I wonder, and I know that sounds very rudimentary, you know, especially with such a serious court right. proceedings. 
if that has anything to do with her treatment. Because I feel that the problem with Britney Spears is that people don't take her seriously. And Nobody's going to try this on and pink. honestly... I don't think Britney Spears is any more or less crazy than a lot of the celebrities out there, right? <laughs> That's true. She's not. I mean, are you going to tell me that any of like, sorry, Stephanie, the women on the real world uh, on the housewives, on the housewives are more stable than Britney Spears? That should be all, that should be the next fucking franchise. Like, the real housewives do, of conservatorship. Do, do you remember in the early two thousands this British singer called Pete Doherty? Oh yeah, that he used to like stumble out of like yeah, he was always high, and then he was like a manic depressive and all that. He stuff. was like the male Amy Winehouse, yes, and like nobody put him in a conservatorship, and he was rich, yeah, like nobody or, put Amy in one or, or all these like other people. I, mean, I don't think she's any more more or less than fun- dysfunctional than the average person that you know maybe has a few problems that they need to work. I on. I mean, and, and and you know, I think the only difference is obviously that she's maybe a little that's as nuts as you or I, but she has the money to make it a little dangerous sometimes, maybe. Right, but you know but, what? Uh, no, no, but I'm saying that's that's the only difference is right. what I'm saying. But like, you know what? Whether she invests her money or whether she spends it all on, <laughs> you know, whatever. It's her money. It's she her life. has earned that money. She's Not only has she earned that money, but you know what? Let her make the mistakes that everybody else makes. Yeah. Then she and, can go be the third member of TLC. <laughs> what? What? Well, because, you know, they're down one member and they made all the financial mistakes. So, you know. <laughs> Well, but the one who kept a tab on that. That's true. The one who could do math was Lisa. Was, that was one of the best behind the music. It was. This is a way that a group can sell 30 million albums and be broke. <laughs> Fuck you, Pebbles. <laughs> you know, but but I I often think about that a lot. You know, if if mm-hmm. part of it, not all of it, if part of it is, you know, people don't take her seriously. And, you know, and for some time... Well, that was never funny, but when you're young, it's cute. It's kind of like whatever. But now, you know, she's going to be 40 this year. She's a mother of two. And like, coño, give her the credit that is long overdue. And, 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 you know, that whole thing that she has to submit herself to all these these examinations for her to see her kids. Yeah. Well, yeah. And she goes to the therapist. Like, there are people in psych wards who don't go to therapy that much. There's something there. I know, I know. Something doesn't add up. Something that doesn't add up. Because, again, everybody talks about this 2008 medical report that the judge saw. Right? Okay. Okay, so what does a medical report have? What's the one of the worst mental illnesses she could have? Schizophrenia? Right. Like, you know, one of the most severe forms of schizophrenia. Again, people that are schizophrenic are not in conservatorship. They're medicated and they move on. And she's saying she's taking her pills. Right. And again, she sounds coherent. And another thing, another thing, which we've talked about this before, all these Vegas residencies tours that she's done, Mm -hmm. she's always fulfilled her... her, um, That's true. They've never canceled the show. All of them. She has fulfilled every single one of her professional engagements. At the same level of of professionalism. Right. So it's not a case when, oh my God, she had to do 20 shows and she stumbled, you know... Right, 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 right. She showed up and she she showed up. She showed up. She was extremely professional. So she's clearly capable of working. Right. You know, so like... I, I mean, I'm telling you that... I think, you know, what everybody's thinking is what you don't want to think or say that, you know, like that this reaches a point where she attempts against her life. Because then oh, if something, not. God forbid, were to happen to her, sale todo el mundo llorando, oh my God, because we tried to help her. I'm like, no, it's like, shut up. She's telling you, again, what we said, right. what we were talking about. In the know, heights, yeah. In the heights and colorism. When somebody tells you something, listen. you need to listen to them. 
You know, she is telling you. She's telling you. <laughs> and if, God forbid, she does her. attempt something, that's just going to be more kindling to keep her in the conservatorship. Yes. So, you know, we really, I, I mean, I have to tell you that, yeah, that like after I read, I read the whole transcript, I was like, oh, this put me in such a bad headspace because yeah. it was so extreme. And, and it was all very accurate. Very documented. In terms, right. In terms of the timeline. Because yeah. anybody yeah. who's followed her career will be like, oh, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. I know what you're talking about. And oh, now, this. And now oh, it that. makes sense. Why? Don't you remember that for the premiere of, um, what was the second? Domination. Domination. That she just came out. She waved and she walked right away. Because she. was like, bitch, I am doing the show. <laughs> she had had it. My obligation is to show up. I showed up. So I just, you know, I can't wait for her to, to be out of the conservatorship. And then, you know, you're going to get that video of her like walking out of her mansion. You know, she's going to do one of her little spins and then she's going to have a perfume bottle and it's going to be like conservatorship fantasy. Find your liberation. <laughs> <laughs> I found mine. <laughs> Only at Macy's. Only at Macy's. Exactly. <laughs> but. <laughs> we, no, no, no. We haven't had a fantasy perfume in a while. No, no. And if you act out, you can get the fantasy <laughs> gift box with the cream that you're never going to use. <laughs> Nobody ever uses the cream. And there's always so much of it. No, I love when I go buy like cologne or something, and, you know, and they're like, oh, why don't you get the gift box? It brings a soap, a deodorant, and a cream. I'm like, which I will I don't never use. use any of those things. It's going to be yeah. under my vanity. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then I don't want to throw it away because it's like a brand. You know, it's like yes. Calvin Klein Eternity. Right. And you're like, it's like, well, I mean, I don't want to throw it away. So it sits there and I'm like, but I'm not going to put like, it on. The, out of those things, the one I might use the soap like because if i run out of soap then yeah. i have but it, like but, the deodorants yeah. because those deodorants mm, you smell like eternity mm, you smell for like 10 minutes water for 10 minutes but that doesn't have it's not ph balance at all for man or, or woman or have an antiperspirant <laughs> at so, all you go to the gym you got, so you yeah done. i got out there so anyway okay so i have to tell you about something that we've talked about here on the podcast first oh, of all i have to say i love our, our guest host but i missed you <laughs> i missed me too um also, well, before I get into what I want to talk about, kudos to whoever came up with that <laughs> meme that uh, became sort of viral this week about the whole thing that if you're in Miami and you're buying mangoes, you, oh, have, you no have no friends. friends. I yeah. said what I said. I mean, we've talked about that here in the podcast. None of that sentence is a lie. Did you see the mangoes I have downstairs? No, I didn't. Can I have some? Yeah, I didn't buy those mangoes. I haven't paid for mangoes. I went to my aunt's house in Hialeah a, a few days ago, and she's like, mijo, lleva de mango. And then I'm like, no, I'll take two or three. And when I look, she had like four barrels of mango. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Bring out the Serrano's bags. Because... I, I feel like here, people with mangoes, it's like when people are, it's like, you know, I don't pay for sex. I don't pay for mangoes. <laughs> and I have to tell you that. The mangoes in the yellow Sedano's bag make it even more authentic. I think that when it's surrounded by the yellow plastic... I think it keeps the, better. Than the Publix one. I think there's something in the dye. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who buys mangoes? And I'm, I'm telling you, what is... The, At least in season, who buys mangoes? Miami thing that when I've... And, and we've talked about it here several times throughout, you know, four seasons. The most Miami experience that people don't even think about... Is the whole thing? Tell me, you know, tell me you're from Miami without telling me you're from Miami. I brought that, a bag, uh, of, uh, a, a bag, bag of mangoes, of mangoes or of avocados. Yeah, and it's not the Haas avocados. Hell it's no, the big avocado. We don't play know? that Haas shit. Yeah, actually, I like the Haas ones better, but whatever. <laughs> okay, but it's not like you get more bang for your buck right. in, in the but other one. Yeah, but they're not the same. You can't make guacamole with the big one. No, but I went on avocado. But anyway, 
It's like, that's such a Miami yeah. thing. You always have that coworker that brings like 20 bags of mangoes and a pasar mango mm -hmm. in the department. <laughs> viste, viste que Pilar trajo mango. Viste I, mean, mango I, I love that Pilar always brings mangoes. Pilar always brings mangoes. She's so considerate. So I wanted to actually talk to you or mention... Um, Ooh, can I interrupt you for a second though? Yeah. Because we're we're more than halfway through the episode, and I do just want to give a shout out to um to George from Farmhouse Barbecue. Oh my God, yes! Um, for sharing your kitchen with us at yes. Beat Culture. Um, this past week we we had our second pop up at Beat Culture. It was fantastic. We sold out. Um, but just thank you, George, for for yes. sharing your and kitchen we're, with we're, us. We're it very was... we're. Off. First of all, thank you to everybody who came out yes. and is supporting us on our chicken wing venture. Yes. We have one actually... July 2nd. So start your 4th of July weekend off with a bang and chickens. So actually, next Friday. Yeah, it's a week from today. Next yeah. Friday, a week from today, we have our... Third? Our, our third pop-up. Um, <laughs> our, th our third pop-up on July the 2nd for the 4th of July. Yes. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be back at Union Beer. Uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody who supported us. Regarding our pop-up this week at uh, Bee Culture, Alan. Yes. You know, Alan, the owner of Bee Culture, is amazing. Thank you so much for yeah, we're, having we're us. Seriously we, considering having you canonized. Yes. We also do trivia there. But George, you know, yeah. I, I have to tell you that I, I was a little bit hesitant because... Bee culture has its own kitchen, yeah, and yeah. I know how chefs can be, you know, and cooks can be about their kitchen. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna go cook in somebody else's kitchen." <laughs> like, I feel like yeah. a song lyric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cook in somebody else's kitchen. Like, I feel this so like wrong. And George couldn't have been more welcoming, like, yeah. welcoming and awesome. And he hooked us up, and he was just great. And while yeah. you were out there doing your thing, you know, yeah. getting orders in <laughs> and I was back there cooking, uh, he, you know, he was keeping me company and we were talking and yeah. it was great. So again, thank you both Alan and George. It, it was a great experience and yes, yeah. check us out in our next, uh, this uh, could, this could be our commercial, but let me tell you, this, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> our ad. Our PSAs. So, anyway, so I wanted to talk to you about something that we brought up before, but but now with Netflix, it's like taking on a different kind of, I don't know, uh, a different life. Life. Okay. So remember how I've always told you and listeners, I'm sure. Is this about the Heifer Corporation? No. I'm sure there's some of you out there or a lot of you out there who feel my pain. <laughs> so I have practically given up on network television, especially dramas, because I this has been happening to me for years that I become invested in a show and then it gets canceled and then it gets canceled in the middle of a cliffhanger <laughs> always. Oh yeah. I was so into, it was called state of affairs with a cat, Catherine Heigl. Oh yes. Yes. Like yes. five, six years ago on NBC. Yeah. That show ended. It only did one season. It ended with her, like her in like Afghanistan, and the Taliban was on its way, and she had to. She had the phone to the president, calling the president to get backup. The backup was waiting, but the president didn't get, didn't get the call. I see something, you know, and you could see the Taliban coming in, and I'm like, the show ended like that, and I'm like, but how is this? And then the other one was Resurrection on ABC, which Resurrection lasted one, for like like three, like two, three yeah, seasons, yes. which was one of the little boy who had drowned. And then yeah. he comes back to the, like his parents' house 20 years later. Mm. And then, you know, what upsets me is that 
these shows get canceled and they end in a cliffhanger. And then as you say, well, but then if you stop watching, that's It's a vicious cycle, right. right? If you don't watch, then it's not going to happen. Right. Okay, so it sucked me in again. <laughs> what sucked you in? So I had noticed uh-huh. that Manifest on oh, NBC. Okay. I knew about the show. The show yes. had been around it was for on a its, It was on its third, third season. season. Mm-hmm. It had been around for a few years. And I did never watch that show for that very same reason. I'm like, I'm not going to get sucked in because <laughs> I'm going to start watching the damn show and it's going to get freaking canceled. Bueno. This the last couple of weeks, it was trending top, yep. 10, top 10 on Netflix. So I'm like, you know, I'm going to check it out. <laughs> and I got sucked in. I went down that rabbit hole. And now it got canceled. Now, <laughs> and Netflix, is, it got canceled on NBC. And then they were like, oh, it's performing so well on Netflix. That they were hopeful. <laughs> that they were hopeful that it was going to yeah. be picked up by Netflix. And the show, I haven't seen all the episodes. But Netflix from what said, I read, no, thank you. It ends in tremendo cliffhanger. Yeah. And I want to know what happened. I want to know where they went for five and a half years. And I, we'll never know. You will never know. So I guess what I wanted to talk to you yeah. about. What was this rabbit hole leading me right. towards? So do you think, don't you think <laughs> that there's a way, and if there's TV producers listening out there. Well, if there's TV producers listening, they should reach out because we can do a talk. That, we could do this five that, days a week. That. There should be a clause in these shows that says that, it, okay, a season is 20 episodes. Okay. Right? But if we cancel you, we're going to give you an additional four episodes to wrap it up. <laughs> I think that if people knew that, they would become more invested. Because then I'll be like, okay, maybe the show will get canceled, but I'll have closure. Like, do you, is that so crazy? you want them to force... But, but that's But no, because, okay, the problem with that is that right out the bat, you're putting a clause into all these people's contracts that's admitting cancellation is going to happen. It's not admitting that it's going to happen. It's it's saying that if it were to happen, we are going to wrap up the show in three, four episodes, whatever. So I, I know on cable, some um, series have, what they've done is they've done like a two-hour movie if they cancel it. And then they're like, well, you know what? We're going to bring it back as a two-hour movie for, you know, just to wrap up a couple but, of things. But, okay. But don't you think, I mean, you're in PR and you work with numbers all the time and ratings and all that shit. <laughs> but don't you think that what I am saying is true? No, no, because no. I purposely like, I, li- make I, I sure like the idea. I, I purposely do not no longer get invested in network television for that reason. And there have been shows that have come out that I'm like, when Manifest came out, I'm like, oh, that looks really good. It yeah. looks really good. But nope, not gonna do it. Not gonna do it because this has never ended well for me. <laughs> I also wonder logistically from an actor's perspective, that may actually hinder some actors from signing on to things. Because remember that they filmed the season be- way in advance. So you may film a season and be done by December, but then you're a mid season. So then you don't start airing until March or whatever. So as it is, when you have those contracts, you're committed to that show. And I think a lot of actors won't sign it because they're like, well, but I want to be, I want to know that if it gets canceled, I can go do something else or that I have a break to go do a movie or what. I'm just saying, I'm thinking there's got to be a reason they haven't done it. But no, I just think that they canceled it and that's it. But a lot of these shows, because I find that with network television, because for example. Actually, that's one of the reasons that Dynasty had um, the first uh, TV movie. Because of that? Well, because Dynasty ended on a cliffhanger. Because it ended on a cliffhanger, so they came back as a reunion movie I think, uh, to close everything up. I think, what's his name? It's a... John Forsythe? 
Yeah, what was his character? Blake. Blake. I think Blake was like hanging from like something, from like a helicopter or yes. something. Like yeah, yeah, yeah some ran, some um, over the top thing. But 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 to your point, they have done it in the past where it's like, okay, we're gonna bring you back to. Do... I just find that with network television, like, you know, a lot of these shows, like the Chicago trilogy, <laughs> Chicago Fire Med and um, PD, PD, it's like quick one hour shows. It's procedural. There's not. Uh, you know, there's not an impending uh, no, no. plot. No, it's, it's a procedural. There, it's there, there's not case a, of the week. Yes. Even Law and Order. Oh, you know, my God, yeah. Law and Order is like, we're done in an hour. For see the you most part, week. you're in your hour, yeah. But I just find that these shows on network television that have these like complex storylines don't do well. I, I think, mean, the only one... I, I think Lost it, did well. But that was... Um, but, but okay, I mean, how long ago was Lost at this point? Right, and also when Lost came out, we didn't have as many cable options. Cable. We didn't have as many streaming options. Streaming options. Streaming mm-hmm. options. That's what I meant. Um, but I think I, somebody's coming out with a streaming that's literally just called Plus Plus. But but I think that like there because a lot of these shows garner a, a fan following, yeah. a cult following. So I don't know. I just think that for and and it has to be like millions of people, right? Because I'll, I'll, you know even as low as it is, it's yeah, right. And it's like shit. Like just end it. End it quickly. But it's like, I need to know where those people were in the case of Manifest for five and a half years. Like, I need to know. Like, I need to, and I don't know now. And I went down that rabbit hole. You know, you know what's the most tragic thing is? <laughs> that now I know it's canceled after season three, but I got to finish watching all three seasons. Because now I want to know more. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Right? So it's like, I'm going to set myself up for bigger failure. Like... <clears throat> I mean, sometimes, you know, Entertainment Weekly will do an interview with, what with the creators. What is your most disappointing cancellation? My most disappointing cancellation? Yes. You know what? Now that I think about it, this has been going on for a while because look at my so-called life. It's true. Bring it back to Wilson Cruz. Yeah. Uh, I never liked that show, but that's because I can't stand Claire Danes. What? I don't, I, I, there's just something about her. I just don't care to watch her. But but why? There's just She's some, like benign. There's just something about her that I just don't enjoy watching as an actor. Okay, whatever. What were you saying? Just don't. Uh, I don't know. I mean, for me, I would. I, it's not a drama. So the the show that I would have to say is like Happy Endings. Oh, that was a good one. And that went for three years. I but think, I think my first cancellation disappointment, <laughs> which you know prepared me well for the disappointment of cancellations, was just the ten of us on TGIF. <gasps> Oh, I love Just Ten of Us. So good. Actually, do you know why that show got canceled? Why? That the cancellation of that show is actually very interesting. Which was a spin-off of Growing Pains. Yep. That show actually got canceled and it still had very good ratings. Mm-hmm. The problem was that that was in the transition when they were switching over to like the um, Miller Boyette, I think, was gonna take uh-huh. over the entire TGI TGIF. Friday uh, TGI Friday. TGIF lineup. And ABC part of their contract was that they wanted only Miller Boyette shows. And, and that was Lorimar. Uh huh, and they got and they canceled everything that wasn't one of the Miller Boyettes. So just the ten of us got canceled, not because it had bad ratings, but because of internal politics. Oh, life was so good when TGIF was Full House at eight o'clock, perfect. Uh, Full House at eight o'clock, Family Matters at eight thirty, uh, Perfect Strangers at know. nine, and Just the Ten of Us at nine thirty. And then after that, Darying, yes, my mom, go to bed. And be like, it's no. Friday. No, now I'm going to watch Arsenio Hall. <laughs> like, <laughs> Arsenio wasn't until 11. 11.30, actually. Okay, were you watching 2020? No, then I would watch uh, Channel 7 News. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, which was an hour. That's right. Yeah. Hey, speaking of local newscasters, do you know who gave me some degree of comfort today? And I realized how much I freaking just love her, just Jackie, her, her existence. No, Glenna Milberg. Glenna Milberg, yeah. Actually, there was just something. So watching her report from the scene of the, the building today, yeah. she's very comforting. Glenna Milberg has been around for a while. She was in, she's been, she was in Channel 7 for years, yeah. since like the early 90s, yeah. at least. And, um, I have to tell you that Glenna Milberg's show uh, on Sundays with Michael Putney today in South Florida mm-hmm. is like legit. It's like a legit political show. You know, yeah. it's, it's of local politics, yeah, 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 but, but, but it can go up against any of the big network really? TVs. Oh, yeah, yeah. They are great with the questions. I mean, they're very fair and they're very to the point. And she she's a great journalist. Um, Glenna Milberg, I didn't realize we we're going to talk about Glenna Milberg. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Where's Rick Sanchez? Where is Rick Sanchez? Where is Rick Sanchez? Rick Sanchez, man, Rick Sanchez and Sally Fitz were such a big part of our lives at they one were. point. But Sally, saying Sally Fitz is going to totally date us. So yeah. you sent her a get well card. I did. Yeah. Do you remember why? Yes, I do. Because she was uh, she was a carjacking victim. Yes, she was. Yeah, yeah. They didn't take they didn't take the car, but I mean, but she, yeah, but so. she fought back. But, but, yeah, she fought back. <laughs> it's like I'm Sally Fitz. Like, <laughs> And our listeners are probably like, who the hell who is the Sally Fitz? <laughs> Sally Fitz was an anchor in Channel 7. In the Look 90s, it up, children. Look it up. He's along with Jessica Aguirre. Oh, that woman had such big bangs. She had, she had a lot of hair. She had so much hair. A lot of volume. Yeah, like she, <laughs> she used that diffuser in her blow dryer. You know that piece of your blow dryer that you're always like, who the hell uses this? <laughs> Jessica Aguirre <That's> did. Just- <laughs> And if you don't believe me, look up <laughs> Jessica Geary's WSVN 1990s. And you'll agree with me. Uh, wait, it was on Deco Drive. It was her and Kelly Mitchell. And Kelly Mitchell. That's right. Who since passed away? Kelly Mitchell and then Lynn Martinez. Lynn Martinez. I gotta. Lynn I think Mar- Lynn Martinez is immortal at this point. Lynn Martinez is the engine that could yeah. because oh yeah, Lynn Martinez does like the frivolous Deco Drive stuff, and then, and then she'll be in front of a burning building. Yes. <laughs> and if it's in Channel Seven, you know it's something Inferno. Exactly. <laughs> Blazing Inferno. Towering Inferno. Towering Inferno. Yeah. Amazing Inferno. Killer waves. Terrifying you know. Inferno. A tumbling tornado. <laughs> They love the alliteration. A horrible hurricane. <laughs> Tracking Hurricane Alberto. <laughs> That's Channel 7 that in a nutshell. So, we've just given you all the headlines that have ever been on Channel 7. <laughs> and their, and their, deco, and their um, newsplex. The newsplex. Do you remember the newsplex? I remember when the newsplex was, was new. I was like, oh my God, it's two floors. Like, it's a newsplex. <laughs> oh my God, I love that we're talking about Channel 7. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah I, I I have to tell you I've moved on from Channel 7 I watch now NBC6 really yes Wait, with Jackie yes but from like the time I was a little little kid in the 80s like little kid yeah. I've always liked watching the news um, from the time I was a little kid to like I think my third like my early 30s I watched exclusively Channel 7. Like, really? Yes. Th- no other channels existed. Only 7. What? The main they came on at 10, so you got the news first. Right. Right. First at 10. First at 10, yes. Yes. First at 10. 
Yes. And then do you remember that in the 90s they had headlines from Cuba? Yes. <laughs> that Rick Sanchez would come a, out with a, a Cuban he, map? He would stand on the map. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and he would just kind of walk all over the map yes. as he told you the news. Yes. Headlines from Cuba. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Okay. If somebody out there is listening, can we find a bunch of Channel 7 alumni and do like a retrospective? Like, I, I, I want to do this now. Yeah. And I always liked about Channel 7 was that like their graphics, like for example, their their um weather. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's not just the map. It's like, like you know, the map with like silver lining and like oh, no, no. shapes. There's, yes. You know, moving. It, 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 there's a lot going on. I think yes. they had emojis before emojis yes. were a thing. Yes. Uh, and then, you know, you had the dark times with uh, this guy. Bill Kamal. Bill Kamal. Who Man, turned, this is the second time we talk about Bill Kamal this week. He turned out to be a pedophile. Um, that was not fun. Not good. He's in jail. Of course he's in jail. Yeah, he's in jail. No, because I thought, you know, maybe they gave him a few years, but no. Oh, no, 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 no. He's still there, time. yeah. Um... Yeah, Channel 7, man. Those were some good times. I remember running into Craig Stevens all the time at clubs. <laughs> he's still there. He's, he's still at Channel so 7. Belky's so Nere. is Belky's <laughs> Belky's Nere and her pixie cut are still going strong. Belky's Nere has had a pixie cut longer. Well, her pixie cut has grown out a little a little bit. Yes. But it's a little softer now. Yeah, but I, I feel like Belky's Nere should trademark the pixie cut. At this point, like I think she is Tinkerbell. Yeah, what I said first at ten, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the wacko in Waco. Oh, that would have grown. Yes, but you know that that's how it went down. That's like, exactly how it went down. <laughs> I, I I imagine though, I crisis guess we in the talk Caribbean. To our, our good friend who worked at Seven for a few years. I I think that at this point they have to be in on it. Oh, they, they have to top themselves. Yes. Like, you know, like yeah, right. Like, if you work at Channel 7, it's like, okay, you know we're coming up with the crazy headlines. Right. right. It's like, last year it was, you know, horrible hurricane. Okay, right. this year it's going to be, like, deadly tornado. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's just, like, it, you, you have shark to. Shark bite summer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's an SBS you I, don't I, want. I, you, you know you're seeing now the, the package. Oh, you I'm know. hearing that, like, like because they always have like that like it's not in, it's not scary music but it's like it's telling you it's like this is serious yeah this is very important yeah and and then when they go to commercial it always has that weird like echo thing like it's like a <laughs> hey all these years and they're still in North Bay Village this is true Channel 7 they managed to build the newsplex in the, the same news- building <laughs> oh yeah after they built that newsplex that was <laughs> the equivalent to like freaking the Roman Coliseum that shit ain't going nowhere <laughs> that shit ain't going nowhere. <laughs> They're there to stay, baby. Channel Seven. Channel oh Lord. Seven. Well, that's as good a place as any to, to transition over to our last sodas. Wow, that made me thirsty. <laughs> yeah, that that trip down memory lane made me thirsty. Uh, so, do you do you want to go first? Is no, this you your go. first week back? Okay. Um. So I'm gonna keep mine just really short and sweet. Um. I am going to give this week my my last soda to all of the first responders who are working on the uh, the, the horrible incident at Surfside. Um, you know, as we said, for every reason earlier, you know, these are people who are putting their own lives at risk f- to help others, and it really does take a special kind of person. So, you know, my my last soda goes out to them. Again, short and sweet. You know, there's not much more I can add to that. I just think it's there are people who really deserve every opportunity for recognition. Right. Of course, of course, yeah, no, and and. You know, first responders, it's one of those things that, like, we all at some point take for granted. Right. I was just know, like, it's almost a thankless when, job. When, like, 
a tragedy happens or something happens, you just expect them to yeah. be there. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, and I mean, look with my when bringing it to something personal when you know my grandmother, um, you know, the day she passed, um, there was like within four minutes, it wasn't even five minutes of calling 911, there was like 20 people at my parents' house and you know. Right. trying to save her right. and um you know it's one of those things that it's like wow like these people probably storm to get here yeah exactly like, you know they come and they do this job and, and they got to move on to the next you know yeah. and 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 yeah we we just we automatically think they're going to show up so yeah, yeah. And we don't even think about the logistics of it and no or, 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 that or the people yeah or 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 like in in this case a tragedy of, of the building yeah. building collapse see the trauma that those people have to deal with with what they're dealing with and yeah. what they're gonna find yeah you know there there's that's a PTSD situation yes, absolutely so yeah. yes hats off to them um so I actually uh, that's a, a very good soda so you know I, I don't want to take away from that um, my soda actually is going to the Florida Marlins and to a 13 year old trans um, girl uh, called Chad Sanford okay I don't know if you heard about this this week not. so this um, this trans girl Chad Sanford she was being bullied at school, but mm -hmm. actually there was a particular incident where um, she was thrown on the ground and kicked by like six, seven people in school. Oh, wait a minute. I do know Chad is. Actually, Jose sent sent Chad a, a, a It Gets Better card. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, well there we go. Yes. Um, it's just terrible video. Have you seen the video? I no, I awful, I, I, awful I, I, video. And of course, you know, it was posted on social media, I think, as one does. As one right? does, right. Right. Um, and just horrible, horrible video. And the Florida Marlins, I, you know, obviously they've been having different activities for Pride. Um, they let her uh, be part of like different celebrations and putting out like the colors and um, being on the field. I mm -hmm. think she either threw the first pitch or ran the, the, the mound, I was, I'm not sure, but they, they let her on the field and, you know, uh, really made her feel welcomed and had like a yeah. very like special, um, you know, made a very special experience for her. And, you know, I think th that's very important for her, not only personally with, you know, because of what she went through, but because of something that we talked about um, three or four weeks ago, um, which was the whole, you know, commercialization of pride <laughs> that some people are like really up in arms about yeah. it and you know it is true that when something is commercialized there's certain pitfalls of it and you know there's certain companies that do certain things not only in pride but just in, in general, in general yeah. um to capitalize and make money on things that's true that's a given we know that but again i think that when you when you especially are a teenager and you're feeling everything that you're feeling and you're so confused and you feel the world is out against you and you see this huge entity make a day, make a product, make an effort, an effort to, to promote inclusion. You know, I think that people sometimes have to take their head out of their asses and yeah. put aside what they think to also be in the shoes of somebody who maybe this means something to, right. you know, and again, two things can be true. You can say, Hey, there's a lot of corporations that, um, or just, capitalize right, on this yeah. but it also helps could help a lot of you know especially right, younger right. people so 
not to get into that conversation again. So, but my hats off to her and the Florida Marlins for yeah. doing something inclusive and trying to make her feel special because after what she went through with that ordeal, that's yeah. that's, uh, that's a both physical and emotional bummer. Yeah, so. it, honestly, it does not surprise me with uh, with the Marlins uh, stepping up to the plate. No pun intended, stepping up to the plate like that. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with them in the past, and they really do walk the walk and talk the talk. They yeah. really, you know, for pride, that is something that they that they have always embraced. That they have, you know, turned it into. They have an event, a day. They have a special game, yeah. and etc. And you know, I even have to extend that to to the Dolphins. Um, I know this is about the Marlins, but. We're pretty lucky down here that our our home teams really do make a genuine effort. I mean, you have the Heat, which you know Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union have a trans child yeah. as well. Um, you know, it's and I think that it goes a long way. And in sports teams, it's very important because I I still think that professional sports is one of those for professional sports in the fandom. Right. It's one of those kind There's of There's a lot like, of toxic masculinity. There is a lot of it's it's all toxic masculinity yeah, and um there's still a lot of homophobia, whether it's in the fandom or in the whole... Or in the locker room, so Or the speak. locker room, in the whole realm of it. Yeah. So being a huge organization like that and being like, we're celebrating pride, like it or not. Right. You <laughs> Deal know, with it. You take a stand. So right. whatever. But yeah. So first responders and, you know... And the, Chad and the and Marlins. So... Anyway, well, everybody, uh, it was good to be back, and it was good to having you back. Even though we had to talk about some very unpleasant things, especially you know that whole building um, collapse. It's just my heart goes out to everyone. Awful, awful. Um, But you know, um, it was good to chat for a while and kind of take my mind off of things. And I'm glad you are saying this again because it was weird to say it last last two weeks. We hope you listened, laughed, and learned. (laughs) And as always, remember to grab your pastelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. And thank you for joining us, everybody. Let's try to have a good weekend or, you know, be positive and... uh, Just be good to each other. Be good to each other. And, you know, uh, as I we said earlier in the show, uh, the weird things about these tragedies is that somehow they bring out the community and kindness in people. So... Take that for what it's worth. So have a great weekend, everybody. Hear you next week. All right. We didn't say bye. Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano. Produced by Ismaeliano. And our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. 5 years younger. In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.